portion of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tully and Associates, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, John Anderson Insurance, Meyerhofer Funeral Home and Crematory, Miljavik Electric, Musser Construction, Greg Kastner, Voice of the Bishop of Blind Golden Eagles and the St. Joseph Mustangs, Brett and Angie Lawson, Travis and Amber DeBoard, Jason and Mary Watkins, Matt and Jenny Busby, Brian and Rebecca Viertaler, Furnithal Primary Care, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, KT Logistics LLC, Hicks and Klein Funeral Home, James L. Griffin Law Firm of Maysville, Toby Prusman of Premier Land and Auction Group, Marge Roofing, the, the St. Joseph School District, Patrick Lyle Insurance, Sintas, High Hope Bar and Grill, HK Quality Sheet Metal, Robin Stacia Studer, Melissa Wynn, and Gabe Edgar. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the Clip Notes Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody here to the Clip Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clip to Groups. It is Friday morning, October the 13th, 2023. We got our first edition of the Post-it Notes in a little while. We're actually going to run down these scores from Thursday night. We got lots of district softball action that happened Last night as well, some volleyball and girls soccer. We got an update from girls state tennis on the show as well. And then we will go through all of that and then we will move on to the week eight high school football pregame show where we got a couple of really, really big games throughout our area. We'll get to all the football results here in just a few minutes. But let's go ahead. Let's run down uh, district softball from last night. A lot of uh, districts had their first round matchups. We're going to now move to the biggest class in softball. Class 5, District 8. Well, the Central Indians had their season in at the hands of Park Hill by a score of 15-3 to was the final in that one. Class 3, District 8 took place at Heritage Park in St. Joseph. It was Lafayette, the 4th seed, defeating the 5th seed in Camber Dragons 5-2. Savannah, the 2 seed, defeating Richmond 11-0. And then 3 seeded Benton holding serve 13-1 over 6 seeded Maryville. Class 2, District 7 took place at Mid Buchanan. 2nd seeded North Platte defeated East Buchanan 15-0. 3rd seeded Plattsburgh got a nice challenge from Lathrop. But Plattsburgh were able to tack on some runs in the final couple of innings, winning 16-6 to was the final score in that one. Then Lawson shutting out West Platte in the 4-5 game, 11 to nothing. Class 2, District 6 at Trenton. Brookfield defeated Putnam County 2-0. Marceline over Milan 6-2. Trenton over Penny 5 to four. Class 1, District 8 at Stanbury. It was the host Bulldogs defeating East Harrison 8-1. And Gilman City over Mercer, 10-6. Class 1, District 7 at Maysville. Stewartsville, Osborne defeating DeKalb, 6-5. That was the 9-8 game there in Class 1, District 7. Maysville defeated Tri-County, 15-0 to, to move on to Saturday's second round. Volleyball matchups, uh, Northside versus Southside. Benton defeats Lafayette in straight sets. Three sets to none. Bishop Blonde over Cameron. Three sets to none. St. Pius over Savannah. Three sets to none. That was for the MEC Volleyball Championship. Congratulations to St. Pius on winning the conference championship there in volleyball. Chillicothe defeated Maryville in straight sets. That was three to nothing. How about this one in Gower in the KCI? Lathrop defeating East Buchanan in five sets. Three sets to two. The Mules won that matchup. Lawson over West Platte, three to nothing. 
Midbuck over Penny, three to nothing. South Harrison over Maysville, three to nothing. East Atchison over Mound City, three to nothing to clinch the Highway 275 conference there in Tarkio. Congratulations to the Wolves on clinching a conference title. South Holt over Rockport, three to one. And then it was Nottaway Valley over North Nottaway. Three to nothing. Boys soccer, St. Pius against Maryville. It was the Warriors defeating the Spoof Hounds. Three to one. Chillicothe over Benton. Two to one. And Odessa shuts out Cameron. Six to nothing. Class two girls state tennis um, began yesterday. Bishop LeBlanc's Emily Weddle started her journey towards a state championship. Well defeated Caroline Argana from St. Pius Bestis. She defeated her 2 to nothing, And then the quarterfinal, in a very competitive matchup, Weddle defeated Caroline Nelson from Springfield Catholic 2-1 to one to now move on to the semifinals. She will now move on this morning to take on Rachel Lee from MICDS in the semifinals. Winner of that game will move on to face the winner of Angela Chin from Ledoux Horton Watkins and Stephanie Wong from Melville, those two are playing each other. Winner of those two games will move on to the state championship on Friday. Also, Savannah's Iris Alvarez will begin her journey towards the state championship as well on Friday, as well as Benton's Maddie Burwright. Also, Savannah, the doubles team of Savannah's um, Maddie Till and Sage Blake are also in the, in the state doubles bracket, as well as... Riley Washburn and Isabella Gar from Chillicothe. They are also in the state's doubles bracket. Good luck to all those ladies as they march towards a state tennis championship. That will do it for the first portion of our episode here on the Post-it Notes. When we come back, it will be the Week 8 High School Football pregame show. We got the Highway 71 showdown between Savannah and Maryville. We got the Battle of the Buchanan's. East Buchanan on the road at Mid-Buchanan. We got Central hosting Oak Park at a huge game with Class 6 District 8 and Suburban Red Conference implications, as well as Polo and Milan for the Grand River Conference title. And Plattsburgh is undefeated at 6-0. They are traveling to 7-0 Concordia on Friday night. We will give you a preview of all those matchups here in just a minute. We'll take a quick commercial break, and then we will get on with our Week 8 High School Football Pregame Show. This portion of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, John Anderson Insurance, Meyerhofer Funeral Home and Crematory, Miljavik Electric, Musser Construction, Greg Kastner, voice of the Bishop of Blood Golden Eagles and the St. Joseph Mustangs, Brent and Angie Lawson, Travis and Amber DeBoard, Jason and Mary Watkins, Matt and Jenny Busby, Brian and Rebecca Viertaler, Fruitathal Primary Care, Janelle Glidewell of Lightstar Financial, KT Logistics LLC, Hicks and Klein Funeral Home, James L. Griffin Law Firm of Maysville, Toby Prusman of Premier Land and Auction Group, Marge Roofing, the, the St. Joseph School District, Patrick Lyle Insurance, Sintas, High Hope Bar and Grill, HK Quality Sheet Metal, Robin Stacia Studer, Melissa Wynn, and Gabe Edgar. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the Clip Notes Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody back to this edition of the Post-it Notes as we begin the second half of our Post-it Notes episode with the Week 8 High School Football Pre-Game Show. We got a lot 
of big matchups here as we stretch towards the end of the high school football regular season and charge towards the playoffs here. Let's go ahead. Let's preview the schedule here for this week. How about the first game that we're going to preview? This has huge implications and not only Class 6, District 8, but the Suburban Red Conference here as Oak Park, undefeated Oak Park at 7-0 will make the trip to Noyes Field tonight to take on the Central Indians who are 6-1 on the regular season. Indians bouncing back very nicely last week after their first loss of the season a couple weeks ago against Fort Osage. Bouncing back with a 42-12 win over Excelsior Springs. They will host Oak Park who is the currently right now holding the advantage right now for the number one seed in Class 6 District 8. Oak Park is at 45.33 points at 7-0 on the season. Central is in second place in the district with a 6-1 record. With a They are now they are at 39.12 points there in that district. How about, how about this for the Indians? If the Indians win this game tonight, Indians could very well with a win tonight and a win next week at Truman. The Indians could very well tie for a Suburban Red Conference title. A win here, the Indians would more than likely, with a win against Truman, more than likely clinch the number one seed in Class 6 District 8. We did have a chance earlier this week to catch up with, with Indian head coach Reggie Trotter. He talked about the bounce back game against Excelsior Springs. And we looked ahead to this huge matchup with conference and district implications against Oak Park. And we are here on the Clip Notes Podcast. It is the Week 8 High School Football pregame shows. We are getting started here on the pregame show. We are here with Central Indian head coach Reggie Trotter. Coach, how are you? I'm pretty good, Clip, and thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you on, Coach. Um, Coach, let's talk about the game last week, a 42-12 to win over Excelsior Springs. A good way to bounce back from taking your first loss a couple weeks ago against Fordo Stage. Coach, just uh, talk about how the team bounced back last week. Uh, you know, it was a um... – it was a good. It was a good week for us, no question about it. You know, our guys understood the the assignment of being able to take advantage of opportunities when we had them. Ancestral Springs uh, holds on to the ball for quite a long time and doesn't snap the ball until it's under ten seconds to go. So it really uh, causes for a quick football game. So we had to take advantage of opportunities when we had them, uh, and we did that for sure. Well, coach, um, that runs the record now to six and one on the regular season, coach. Uh, Let's talk about this week's game. It's a big one, another big game at Noise Field. Uh, this one's got suburban red conference implications on it. This one has class class six district. I think it's class, yeah, class six district eight implications on it. Undefeated Oak Park coming to town this week. They are number seven in this week's Missouri Media Football Rankings. Coach, uh, just talk about uh, what you've seen from the 2023 version of the Northmen. They're very good. <laughs> you know what, Clifton? They're very, very good. They're very physical. Uh, they've kind of been building this team. Uh, I would imagine very similar to us. You know, they've had a few lean years and then really started to get themselves together. And uh, they're very good. They run the ball very effectively. They've got a great junior back who runs really hard and is, va- is fast. Uh, they play solid defense and fly around and really just knock the crap out of people. And that's what they've been doing all season long, and that's why they're 7-0. Uh, they're a very good football team, and we're going to have to best, definitely play our best uh, in order to take care of them. 
Well, Coach, uh, that's going to be a big one there at Noise Field coming up Friday night. Uh, Coach, always a pleasure to have you on. Coach, thank you so much for joining me, and good luck to you guys on Friday as you guys take out Oak Park. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, Clinton. Thanks for having us on. Always a pleasure to have head coach Reggie Trotter on the podcast. Again, Oak Park at Central tonight at Noise Field should be the city game of the week in St. Joseph. In the NBC, St. Pius the 10th, 5-2 on the regular season. They will be making the trip to St. Joe for a second straight week as this time they take on the Lafayette Fighting Irish. St. Pius stands at 5-2 on the regular season while Lafayette is at 1-6. On the season, another matchup in the MEC includes Benton at 1-6 on the season. They will be taking on Cameron. Dragons bouncing back against Lafayette last week after losing four straight after a 2-0 regular season start. Cardinals will look to snap a six-game losing streak tonight as well in Cameron. This is the big one in the Midland Empire Conference. Highway 71 showdown, 6-1 Savannah against 6-1 Maryville. Now, Savannah, they have dropped 13 straight in the rivalry, but the, the Savages, they are playing extremely well right now on the defensive end right now. They have only allowed eight points on defense the last five weeks, including scoring. They haven't scored less than 34 points the last five weeks of the season, including they had three games where they've scored over 50. So the Savages' offense and defense are both rolling right now since that Week 2 loss to East Buchanan. If you remember the district championship game from last year, the Class 3 District 8 championship game, Savannah was a defensive stop away from breaking the streak and winning a district championship, Savannah is making great strides under second-year head coach Anthony Hayes. Hayes joined me earlier this week to talk about last week's game against Chillicothe and preview the 2023 edition of the Highway 71 Showdown. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Week 8 High School Football pregame show here on the Clip Dust Podcast. We are previewing our Clip Dust Podcast Week 8 Game of the Week as the Savannah Savages travel to the Hound Pound to take on the Maryville Spoof Hounds. We are here with Savage head coach Anthony Hayes, who's back on with us. Coach, how are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Always love having you on, Coach. Um, well, Coach, um, let's talk about the game from last Friday night. Um, picked up another conference win over Chillicothe. The score of that game was 61-8 to was the final score in that one. Coach, just uh, walk me through your thoughts on the game. Well, I was proud of our kids. You know, Chillicothe is is a it's a traditional football school that's well coached and and uh, they play a physical brand of football. And so we we felt like we had to have a good week of preparation and execute well, and that's what we did. Um, I know the score seems lopsided there, but man, it was a fourteen to eight game, and Chile had the ball uh, mid second quarter, and so we had some adversity there that we overcame. Uh, had a couple big uh, interceptions by Parker Braley and. Had a defensive score uh, by Gage Bolin, and uh, the offense uh, answered the bell in the second half. And I think we scored on, you know, our last uh, two possessions of the of the first half, and then I think we scored uh, almost every possession in the second half. So the kids responded to that early adversity and pulled away with a good MEC win. Coach, um, I, I was at the game against East Buchanan back in week two. Uh, Fourteen to nothing was the score in that game, but you guys have come back ever since that game, and you guys are on a five-game winning streak. I mean. The defense had, besides last Friday, the defense had four shutouts in a row. 
the offense has been playing well. Coach, what's really clicked during this winning streak? Well, I I, uh, I think that loss fired us up. You know, I think I think it was a nice wake up call for us. You know, you don't want to ever lose, but I think you find out a lot about your team and how they respond to those types of adversities. I'm really proud of how they bounce back. You know, we, we bounced back with a great week of practice against Kirksville, and uh, that started that winning streak and that shutout streak. And, and then every week uh, I could see them getting more and more hungry, getting more and more confident. Um, they're a team that's bought in. You know, I don't have to, like, sell to them every single day that they have to work hard or that we can win. They believe in what we're trying to do. They believe in each other. I think they believe in us as coaches. And, and when we give them the game plan, they're all in. And uh, they want to execute it to the best of their ability. So I'm really proud of this group and and uh, and how we bounce back, you know, from that. I think it made us better in the long run. Well, Coach, uh, we we got a chance definitely. You got a chance to you know kind of extend that winning streak coming up here. Um, here it's our Clip Dose Podcast Week Eight Week Eight Game of the Week. A trip up to Maryville to take on the Spoof Hounds. Um, you guys met them twice. Um, last year in the district championship game. A foot away, a, st- a stop away, a foot away from winning a district championship last season. Um, I mean, this is a rivalry that's uh, it's this it's a rivalry that both these ki- that both these teams kind of get up for. And Maryville's on a winning streak of their own, coming off a victory over Class Four number one ranked Lutheran North. Coach, just talk about the rivalry and just talk about the um, what you've seen from the 2023 version of the Spook. Yeah, you know, the, a lot of a lot of what we saw last year. You know, they're they're a well coached team. Um, they believe they're going to win, uh, and th- those those are those are hard to overcome. That's why they win a lot of football games. You know, so uh, they play hard, they play sound, they get lined up well on defense, um, and then offensively they have a really dynamic quarterback um, that that's a dual threat guy. You know, they, they don't design run him a lot, but in, in the they're getting four or five wide pocket breaks down he could really make things happen with his legs and with his arm uh, you know so I think he makes them go on offense they got a couple really good receivers uh, so that they like to spread it out um, they're, they're they're predominantly a pass team but they do have the ability to, to run the ball as well so uh, both sides of the ball they're going to be ready to go and, and we're going to have to have a good game plan this week as we prepare uh, to get some stops and, and then get in the end zone on offense well, Coach, I'm definitely excited about this matchup. I'm excited to make the trip up to Maryville to see the game. So um, looking forward to seeing the boys as well. So, Coach, um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and looking forward to um, seeing you guys on Friday night. Yeah, Cliff, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate all you do and uh, look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much to Savannah Head Coach Anthony Hayes for joining me here on the Week 8 High School Football pregame show. Maryville, ever since their Week 1 loss to Blair Oaks, They've won six in a row, but I think probably the most impressive win for the Spoof Hounds was last week's win last Saturday in Chillicothe. Three-ranked, third-ranked Maryville in Class 3 knocked off previously number one-ranked in Class 4 Lutheran North. 19-14 to was the final score and that one. Derek Quinlan came back in that game after missing the Bitten game with an injury, so it was a very nice game for Derek Quinlan to come back to. Maryville, winners of six in a row. They will be looking to win the the next two games. If the win, winners of the next two games here will more than likely clinch the Midland Empire Conference. Head coach Matt Webb 
Coach, is, coach Webb hasn't lost a game in this rivalry since he took over as the head coach of the Spoof Hounds back in 2012. Here, Maryville's riding a 13-game winning streak again in the series. Coach Webb did join me earlier this week to talk about that big win against Lutheran North and his thoughts on Savannah heading into this week's Highway 71 showdown. And ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing on with our Week 8 High School Football pregame show. We are previewing our Cliff Notes podcast game of the week. It is another installment of the Highway 71 showdown as Savannah travels up to the Hound Pound to take on the Spoof Hounds. We are here with Maryville head coach Matt Webb. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How are you, Clifton? I'm doing great. Um, Coach, um, big time game last Saturday. Um, traveled down to Chillicothe to take on a really good Lutheran North team. And you guys came away with a 19-14 to victory. Um, Coach, a big win for your guys' program this season. Coach, just talk about the game. Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic afternoon in Chillicothe against uh, a really good, you know, team in Lutheran North. Uh, you know, we, we opened up the game and um, got a stop defensively. Um, they elected to receive. We got a stop and – um, Derek Quinlan hit uh, Delton Davis for a beautiful pass uh, to go up seven to nothing um, real quick, and um, you know on, on two or three plays there on the first drive, and then then it really turned into a defensive battle back and forth. Um, uh, you know, it kind of stayed a you know one score game for a long time. Um, you know, and then they scored and got out on us, and and it was seven to six, um, and then uh, they scored again and. And we were down, you know, and, uh, you know, it's one of those situations to where um, Derek threw, uh, you know, threw an interception for a touchdown in the third quarter um, to put us down 14 to or 13 to let's see at that point, it was 13 to six and, um, you know, or 12 to six. And, and it was one of those things to where um, Derek, you know, really kind of willed his way to get us in the end zone twice in the fourth quarter. Um, and we were able to get some huge defensive stops on the day and, and you know, to hold a team like that. Um, you know, to, to one, you know, offensive touchdown, you know, speaks volumes for how hard our kids played on defense all day against um, really big offensive linemen, uh, really talented running backs, uh, receivers, quarterbacks. You know, they, they had kind of, we had some injuries of quarterbacks. So, you know, it was kind of a game plan of adjustments and run fits. And it was a wild game, came down to very last seconds where, uh, you know, Derek Quinlan um, took it for a, a, a zone run. Um, with under, uh, you know, about 20 seconds to go in the ball game um, and got us in there to, to to seal the victory. Coach, I know that uh, Maryville's been traditionally known for their defense, but, you know, to have that to have that kind of a defensive effort against a quality program like a Lutheran North, you know, just expand on the defense and just how well they play. Well, I just – I was really proud of, you know, Lutheran North is – um, you know, they're really, they're huge. And you know, we talked about going into the week, their, their offensive line was, was the biggest team we've seen all year as far as size wise. And, and, and will be, you know, when you look at class three and kind of what's out there, I, I can't imagine somebody being bigger than they are. So, um, you're, you're undersized. And, and, and so that, that causes you to play with a lot of, you know, really good technique and heart and will, and, you know, kind of that get after mentality. And there, there's a few points there in the first half where, um, Luther North kind of runs in up into a, a power set where it's just foot to foot. It looks like a rugby scrum on, on the field. You know, if everybody remembers the Philadelphia Eagles and their quarterback sneaks play from 
from the NFL, that, that's what they look like. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, when, when we get a couple stops against that, um, I just really felt like our guys, you know, kind of had an edge all day that they weren't going to score and, and they're going to keep us in the ball game long enough for, you know, our guys on, cause they're really good, you know, Luther North, so talented on defense. We knew that we had to have a great defensive effort. And so, you know, it was just a matter of our kids really um, focusing in and, and having a great attitude. And, and we needed that, you know, it's uh it's one of those things. Yeah, it's a midweek, you know, midseason game, and it's on Saturday against the Class Four team. Doesn't they're not going to be in our district? We don't see them again. They're not in the MEC, you know. But man, what a what a way to go! Come away with a lot of confidence and and feel good on a Saturday afternoon. Let's talk about this week, though. Back in the MEC, um. It's another round of the Highway 71 showdown. It's the Savannah Savages come to the Hound Pound this Friday night. Um, Coach, this is a team that's riding a winning streak of their own, a five-game winning streak. This is a team that's scored quite a bit of points. They've been playing very well on the defensive end. Coach, just give your thoughts and scouting report on the 2023 version of the Savannah Savages. Well, you know, you as big a victory as was uh, against Luther North, you better put it to bed quick. And, and that was a message before we even left the field. I mean, our kids know that. This is a, this is a rivalry game. You know, this is fun. This is what it's all about. And, um, you know, it's we get them at home. It, you know, like I said, two teams that are 6-1 and one on the season and 5-0 and oh in the MEC. So um, there's a lot of bragging rights on this Highway 71. And, and these kids grow up against each other. They play all these sports. And, you know, we play for a metal sign. It's It's not a... It's not a huge trophy. It's not a ring. It's not anything bright and shiny. It's it's literally a metal highway sign with some stickers on it. And um, these kids around here, they treat it better than any gold or any state championship we've we've had in the past. Man, they, they take a lot of pride in that thing. And, you know, Savannah, you know what what a job Coach Hayes has done. You know, they're, you know, like you said, they've 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 given up a grand total of eight points in the last five games. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, four shutouts and gave up eight points to you know really you know, talented, you know, Chilcotti team that just scored, you know, you know, 70 something the week before, you know, you know, last week. So, and then, then offensively, you know, there's not going to be a better running back in Cage Chappelle. Um, they're really good on the offensive line. Like I said, you know, they've, they've been averaging scoring over 50 points the last five games. I mean, they can really light it up. So um, we're going to have our hands full when, it, you know, we know the, the history last year came down, you know, last time they were up here, it came down to literally one foot, you know, for a district championship and, and our kids will be cranked up. You know, the community will be cranked up. It'll be a packed house. And this is what high school football is all about this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, Coach. I was at the championship game a season ago. So that was a fun atmosphere. That was a fun game to attend. Um, Coach, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Looking forward to getting back to the Hound Pound this Friday night, seeing you, seeing the staff, seeing the boys, and just hopefully seeing a great football game on Friday night. You bet. I think they're calling for a little rain, so you better wear your rubbers up here. Um, you know, we're on grass, so um, who knows? It's going to be fun. Bring, bring, bring your bring your galoshes, and and uh, let's have a lot of fun. I'll coach. I'll have. I'll be prepared. Thank you so much. We'll see you on Friday night. Thanks, Clinton. Thank you so much to Maryville head coach Matt Webb for joining us here on the pregame show. Savannah in Maryville tonight at the Hound Pound in Maryville. That is our Cliff Notes podcast. Game of the week, we will be there. We will have post-game interviews and photos on the weekend. So definitely catch catch me out there at Savannah and Maryville tonight, our week eight Cliff Notes podcast, game of the week. In the Another matchup of the NBC non-conference play, Chillicothe at three and four on the season. They will take on 
Class 3 state power Odessa, who now sits at 6-1 on the regular season. KCI Conference now. This is the battle of the Buchanan's. East Buchanan 7-0 on the season. Winners of 20 straight after their win over St. Michael a week ago. Here, Bulldogs treading along during the regular season. Got a very nice challenge from a very, very solid Class 2 team in St. Michael that will get them ready for Class 2 bracket play, which starts here in a couple of weeks. Head, in a, here in a couple of weeks. Head coach Dan Ritter joined me earlier this week to look back on that game against St. Michael and preview the battle of the Buchanan's coming up tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, it is rivalry week here on the Clip Notes podcast as we are continuing on with our week eight high school football pregame show, previewing the battle of the Buchanan's as East Buchanan travels to Fawcett to take on Mid-Buchanan. We are here with the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs, Dan Ritter, is back with us. Coach, how are you? Really good. Thanks for having me. I love being on your show. Well, Coach, we love having you on. So, um, Coach, uh, we'll talk about the Battle of the Buchanan here in just a few minutes. But, um, Coach, let's talk about this game from last Friday night. Made the trip to um, – game took place at Lee Summit West High School. Took on um, another um, pretty stiff Class 2 opponent in St. Michael the Archangel and able to pick up a 40-24 to victory over the Guardians. Coach, just um, talk about the win. Yeah, St. Michael the Archangel is a – very good team. They were 10 and 2 last year and won a district in a class 2 and uh they seem to have a lot of their guys back and doing pretty well. Their quarterback was was the real deal. We had a hard time kind of corralling him and, and getting him to not throw deep balls on us, but after we got through the initial um first half, we did a pretty decent job of corralling him and and uh we ended up scoring quite a bit on offense at 40 points in the game. Uh, held them really to 17. They scored that last touchdown in the last minute or so. So overall, we were satisfied with our performance. I will say we had a lot of penalties in that game, so we're definitely focusing on cleaning that type of stuff up for this week. We did lose one key player last week, and Aiden Hensley. He's he's really our, one of our top two best uh, players on our team, really. He makes things happen on both sides of the ball and special teams as well. And, He's just an all-around stud for us. Uh, so to have him go down was a tough blow, but hopefully we could have him back in a few weeks or something and uh, see if we can uh, get back in the swing of things with Aiden. But uh, that was a tough loss for us. But all in all, we, it was a really good win to get our 20th win in a row. We were, we were satisfied with that and pumped about that, being able to beat a record that stood at East Buchanan and Gower High and Easton High all the way back since 1954 is, is a big deal to us. So it was nice. Coach, congratulations on the 20th straight win for the program. I know that since you've came in, Coach, you've done incredible things with that program there at East Buchanan. But, Coach, let's go ahead and let's shift gears this week. Um, you and I, we talk about this rivalry every single year. It needs no introduction. So, um we know Mid Buchanan, they're a very good football team, five and two on the season, a young football team. But Coach Fritz has these boys, he always gets the best out of his players every single year. So coach, just talk about the rivalry and just talk about um what you see in the two thousand twenty three version of the Dragons. I think that's a fair assessment about Mid Buchanan. He always gets the best out of his players. There'll be a year where they're supposed to be down and they'll win 
10 games and be 10 and one. And, and uh, so they definitely get the best out of their players and they do a good job. And this year is no exception. They have a lot of sophomores playing on in particular on the line and in the receiving core, but these kids are really showing up and winning and uh, doing big things down the stretch in these games to help them win ball games. And uh, on the offensive line, they have four kids that are all sophomores, and they're all doing big things. They're pulling. They're doing all the things that uh, all staters were doing years before, and they look they look good. And uh, you just wouldn't think that from a group of sophomores. So they're just an all-around good ball club. Being five and two uh, is is pretty cool. They they ended up winning some games by just a small margin, but they're still winning those games. And and uh, they know how to win when the game's close. So we're going to have to take care of business if we want to have a good showing on Friday night. Well, Coach, it's always a, it's always a big-time matchup when you get East Buchanan and Mid-Buchanan together, not just in football but any sport. It's definitely one of my favorite rivalries in the area. So, uh, Coach, uh, thank you so much for joining me once again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And um, good luck to you and the boys as you guys travel to Mid-Buchanan. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for always supporting the East Buchanan Bulldogs. Thank you so much, Coach Ritter, for joining us here on the pregame show. Now, for Mid-Buchanan, Dragons are 5-2 and two on the regular season. Dragons bounced back very nicely a week ago with a 13-8. Nice defensive performance against Penny. Bouncing back from a loss a couple weeks ago to North Platte. Dragons still have uh, something to play for. In the, K- in the KCI Conference here with a win here tonight. So more than likely, probably going to have to have East Buchanan probably have to lose this game and then at Lawson next week. Also, North Platte is ahead of them there in that conference as well. So Ben Buchanan still alive a little bit in the KCI Conference race here. Coach Aaron Fritz joined me this week on the podcast uh, talking about that game against Penny. From a week ago, and we get his thoughts on the scouting report on East Buchanan heading into tonight's Battle of the Buchanans. And ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing on our Week 8 High School Football pregame show here on the Clip Dose Podcast. Continuing our preview of the Battle of the Bucks as East Buchanan travels to Mid-Buck. We are here for we are here with Dragon Head Coach Aaron Fritz. Coach, welcome back. Thanks for having me, brother. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since week five. I was there for the Cliff Notes podcast game of the week back in week five. But, um, Coach, we'll talk about the big game this Friday coming up here in just a few minutes. But, Coach, um, last week, you know, um, 13-8, you guys put up a nice effort against Penny in a good defensive game. Coach, just walk me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a defensive game, man. Uh, we couldn't have started any better. March right down uh, the field and scored and uh, got some stops and was able to score again there early in the second quarter, I think. And after that, man, it just became a defensive slugfest. We did a lot of good things defensively. Um, we moved the ball some early on, but trouble after that. And uh, But our kids played physical, and I was very pleased with that because I didn't think we were very physical in the uh, game the week prior to that. So um, it was good for us to play physical. It was good for us to play fast. It was good for us to uh, fly around and do things like that. And it was nice to see our defense step back up and play well after playing uh, not the caliber we wanted wanted them to the week before. So it was a really good win for us. Um, Winning is always hard, and, and we tried to do a good job of enjoying it. And we did. Um, we really enjoyed that win because it was big for our program. And, and now we're 
back on the back on the trail trying to find another one, but we have a really, really good team in front of us this week, so it's going to be a tough one. Well, Coach, that brings you guys to 5-2 and two on the season. Let's talk about this week's game. Obviously, I think, you know, ever ever since I, my first year on doing this podcast, you know, I don't think this rivalry needs any introduction. You and I have talked about this rivalry for, what, like four years now? So, um, East Buck, Mid Buck, it's a big one. Um, you know, both the fan bases get up for it. Both the teams get up for it. It's a, it's a nice big rivalry. It's one of my favorites in the area, Coach. Just talk about the – Rivalry a little bit, and then talk about the 2023 version of the Bulldogs. Well, yeah, I mean, both our schools are in such close proximity together that, um, I mean, we we match up in so many different things um, in sports multiple times a year. And then when you get into playoff systems with districts and everything, you match up again in that same sport another time. So um, we see them a lot. They see us a lot. When the kids are younger, they play youth sports together and do things like that. So, I mean, everybody just knows everybody, so I think that kind of gives it a little extra juice. Um, as far as their team this year, man, they're still loaded. They're still really good up front. They still have Trevor Klein. They still have a really good defense. Busby's back at quarterback. I mean, everything that they've been good at for a while, they're still good at. And it's just going to be a very, very tough battle for us. Where we're going to have to come out and play as physical as we possibly can um, be as mentally prepared as we possibly can and, and be as confident as we can to go out there and give ourselves a chance to compete and see what happens. Um, they, they've won 20 games or whatever it is in a row for a reason. They're a state title favorite for a reason. And, and we're going to have to go out there and do our best to give ourselves a chance. And, and I, I, uh, I'm excited for that opportunity for our kids. Well, Coach, I know this is a rivalry that I'm always very, very excited for. I'm definitely looking forward to following the game on Friday night via social media. So, Coach, uh, always a pleasure to have you on. You've been one of my favorite guests over the years. So, Coach, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, good luck to you and the boys on Friday night as you guys play play East Buck. Thanks, Cliff. I appreciate you having me, buddy. We'll talk soon. All righty, here's the rest of the KCI Conference schedule. Again, thank you so much to Coach Aaron Fritz for joining us here on the podcast. Rest of the KCI schedule includes North Platte looking to run their record to 7-1 and one on the regular season. They stand at 6-1 and one currently at the moment. They are hosting West Platte at a battle for the tobacco stick there in Dearborn in that matchup. Another rivalry game of the KCI. How about Lathrop and Lawson? Mule stand at 2-5 and five on the regular season while Lawson is at 1-6. Penny is in non-conference action on the road at 3-4 and four on the season. They are at Wellington Napoleon. Wellington is 1-6 on the season. Grand River Conference schedule here. 6-1 Milan on the road at 6-1 Polo. A win for the Polo Panthers would create a three-way tie in the GRC along with Milan and if Trenton were to beat Gallatin tonight, we create a three-way tie between those three schools. If all three of those schools win next week, they all three will tie for a Grand River Conference Championship. Speaking of the Trenton Bulldogs, they are on the road at Gallatin. Trenton is 6-1 and one on the regular season. Gallatin is 1-6. Putnam County at Maysville. Midgets are 1-6 on the season, while the Maysville Wolverines are at 2-5. Kansas action, Troy at 2-4 on the season. They are hosting Onega, who is 1-5. Riverside on the road this evening. They are at Kansas Class 1 State Power, Centralia. Centralia sitting at 5-1. Sabatha undefeated in Class 2A, 
football action. They are 6-0. They are at 0-6 Horton tonight. Blue Jays with a win tonight would set themselves up with a big-time showdown next week as Nemaha Central comes to Sabetha next week. Nemaha is currently the number one team in Class 2A there in Kansas. Sabetha is currently the number two team. Could very well have a matchup of the two best teams in 2A next week. Hiawatha, 1-5 on the season. They are hosting Marysville, who is 2-4. Silver Lake, Class 2A power. They are 5-1 on the season. They are at 0-6. Mar Hill, Atchison, how about the Phoenix rolling along this season? This is a team that really don't get talked about too much. They are 7-0 on the season. They're putting up a lot of points during the season, they are at home against Perry LeCompton. Redmond or um, Phoenix right now are currently the number one seed right now. If the season were to end today in the Kansas 4A playoffs, that is a loaded 4A bracket when you have Atchison in that bracket. Then you have teams like Bishop Miege, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. James Academy, among others, are all going to be in that bracket. It's going to be very, very interesting when we get here in a couple of weeks when the Kansas playoffs begin here. In about two weeks. <clears throat> Eight-man football action. Princeton three and four on the season. They are at Sage Christian Lions are, are on a two-game winning streak right now following losses to Albany, North Andrew, and Worth County. They are four and three on the season for Sage Christian. King City is two and five on the season. They are at Worth County. Tigers stand at six and one on the season. Stanbury. 5-2 on the season. They are on the road at North Andrew. Cardinals are 2-5. Pattonsburg 1-6 on the season. They are on the road at Albany. Albany is 6-1 this season. Highway 275, South Old 7-0. They are on a hot streak right now. They were the Cliff Notes Podcast Team of the Week a couple weeks ago. They are on the road at Mount City. Panthers are 2-5 on the season. DeKalb. 0-7 on the season. They're going to be looking for their first win of the season. It's going to be a tough challenge as they are on the road at 6-1 Platte Valley. Stewartsville Osborne 1-6 on the season. They are at Nottaway Valley. Rockport 3-4 on the season against East Atchison, who's also 3-4. That matchup has massive district implications there as well. Plattsburgh on the road at Concordia. Plattsburgh is 6-0. Concordia is 7-0. On the season, big matchup of undefeated teams. Tiger head coach Brandon Boswell joined me on the podcast this week, looking back on his team's victory over Bishop LeBlanc from a week ago, and we preview their matchup with undefeated Concordia. And we are still here on the Week 8 High School Football pregame show here on the Clip Dose Podcast, getting you ready here in the eight-man portion of the schedule. We have the head coach of the Plattsburgh Tigers with us. Brandon Boswell is back on with us. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Clifton. Glad to be on, man. Oh, absolutely. Love having you on, Coach. Uh, well, Coach, let's talk about the game last Friday night. It was our Cliff Notes podcast game of the week for Week 7, a trip to St. Joe to Bishop LeBlanc. Uh, it was a really, really close game. It, was, it had a lot of district implications on it, Coach. 40-34 to 34 was the final score on that one. Coach, just um, give your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I think overall it was a it was a great game, exciting game uh, for those who were there to see it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of things, a lot of things went down to make it exciting. Um, you know, just out the gate, LeBlanc, or we turned it over. You know, we were driving uh, offensively, we were driving and doing some good things, and we fumbled it. And 
you know, we ran into the, the referee and fumbled it. So it was just kind of like that was the start to a lot of odd things that were going to occur uh, throughout the night. But, um, you know, LeBlanc, to their credit, <clears throat> took the ball and and were able to run it right at us. And, and we struggled to make stops. And Trey Ike had, had a big run for the first touchdown. And um, then uh, I think it wasn't until about a minute 50 to go in the first quarter that, that we finally got on the board. So, you know, at one point we were down 12 nothing, and uh, thing, things were looking not very good for us, just uh, our inability to get many stops defensively and then <clears throat> turning the ball over offensively. Um, but second quarter, um, uh, we, we really kind of came alive. Uh, I think LeBlanc was able to score first in the second quarter. <clears throat> and uh, to to go up 18 to 12, and then we were able to get three touchdowns thanks to an interception by Isaiah Howard, um, and then uh, some big big plays uh, by Gavin Boyle and Ryland Langton, a receiver, and um, uh, it came down to <clears throat> I think it was uh, Gavin Boyle got uh, an interception there in the second half or second quarter. We had 26 seconds to go about, uh, I want to say, 60 yards. And uh, Isaiah Howard had great protection up front and, and connected with Ryland Langton on uh, like a 40-yard pass or something like that. And Ryland made a, made a great <clears throat> catch over the top of a defender. So we had to run down, and, and we threw an incomplete pass. And so we were down to about six seconds. And... Uh, earlier in the week at practice, our young kicker, Luke Parra, was, he made one from um, about, I think we've hit his range, probably somewhere around 35 to 38 yards. And so we just decided to to take a, take a chance and get some points going into half and uh, ended up <clears throat> uh, being a botched, a botched hold. And Isaiah picked it up and Gavin Boyle uh, got free on the opposite side and uh, as our as our protector and <clears throat> was able to catch it and get in the end zone as time expired and then we scored the two point conversion. So we had three consecutive scores there in the second quarter uh to give us a, a nice cushion uh coming out of halftime uh with LeBlanc being able to get the ball. And then I thought our defense really came alive for the most part in the second half in terms of uh, I mean we did give up some big plays but, but we we were able to get some turnovers and stopping the run game and so um but you know Javion Grayson our sophomore quarterback had to come in and give us some reps there and you know he made enough plays that we needed to in order to win the game even with a um we ran, <clears throat> tried to run a jet sweep and we tossed it to the the sweep back uh it popped up out of his hands and right into Trey Ike's hands and he returned it for a touchdown and so that was that was really difficult because it put a lot of pressure on us and and we knew we were gonna have to do some but you know Dante Bingham made some big plays running the football and then Javion was able to to make some some connections throwing the ball that we needed to and and uh we were able to force a, a big turnover down near LeBlanc's goal line 
that Gavin Boyle recovered, and then from there we were able to drive the football. And Javion picked up the first down on a big third down, uh, and LeBlanc only had one timeout. So at that point we just had to snap the ball twice with just over a minute left and, and run the clock out. So exciting game, lots of weird things occurred, and but uh, we're, we're fortunate to get out of, of there with a win. Well, Coach, I kind of want to expand a little bit on JV on Grayson. And, um, you know, Isaiah Howard going out of the game there in the third quarter, I think both of us kind of know. I think there's a lot of people in our area that know that uh, an all-world athlete like Isaiah Howard, you know, losing him, mm-hmm. you know, normal teams would probably, you know, normal teams would kind of panic in that situation. But, you know, JV on Grayson, a sophomore, you know, coming in and the spot that he did, you know, with a tight game like that, with LeBron kind of creeping back into the game there in the third quarter, just talk about just his ability just to kind of step up, uh, making some key plays, like you said, you know, down the stretch to seal the game. Yeah, overall, he did, he did a good job. Um, Javion started for us as a freshman at quarterback last year when we were playing 11-man. So he's, you know, we threw him into the fire and he's had to learn, but uh, – you know, having that chance to develop um, behind Isaiah has been good for him this year, and and um, all the weapons he has around him, I think, is is comforting. But um, no, he had to. <clears throat> he came in, and you know, there were a couple passes he missed on, and and uh, but you know, that's kind of that can be expected, and the lights are bright, and it's a tense situation, but. Um, you know, when he needed to connect, he, he was able to, obviously, with the 20, I think, 24-yard touchdown pass to Gavin Boyle to put us up uh, two scores um, was huge. And then um, to have to have the big run at the end of the game that he did, um, you know, to, to get the first down and, and seal the game, you know, that just, that just shows he's, he's – He's a player with big play capability. He shows it in the JV games, and he just has to—he just has to have that confidence and operate with that confidence. And he has the genetic capability to go do some great things. Well, coach, uh, that was a big win for you guys. I've uh, run your guys' record to six and zero on the regular season. That's a big district win for you guys as well. But let's talk about this <clears throat> Friday night—a road trip to Concordia, and you know the the Orioles. The Orioles are seven and zero on the season. I mean, this is a battle of two undefeated teams. Uh, Coach, just talk about what you've seen on film from the Orioles heading into this game on Friday. Well, I see a lot of good on their part and things that concern me. Um, first of all, I think I think they're pretty big up front. Uh, just you know, and and the ability to block well. They they are very versatile offensively in what they can do whether it's double tight 22 personnel and just run ISO and, and toss sweep and <clears throat> things that LeBlanc was able to do and have a lot of success against us with. So that's really concerning. And then they have some good athletes, um, you know, and guys, guys like Carson Drag, I think his name is, but he's a, he's a, a six foot 160 pound uh, sophomore play skill player that can run the ball well and and can catch the ball and so their quarterback Kellen Fine 
Um, he, he does a good job at quarterback for him. Um, <clears throat> I want to say uh, Jared Jared Bermudez um, is is a big lineman for him. Um, and so they they have some guys that can definitely give us problems if if we don't make uh, the corrections that that we need to um, compared to to what we did against LeBlanc. Um, defensively, it looks like they can they can do a lot of things as well. Uh, run some man coverage, some some um, single high coverage, or rat in the hole coverage. Just ability to to man you up and and make you um make plays in the box or you're going to have to throw over them um and then <clears throat> when they do play a zone type coverage they can they can bring pressure um they can um you know disguise some things uh so i think i think their their linebacker play in the middle with um uh with fine um is is some of the best we've seen. So they do they do a lot of good things. They're obviously undefeated. Um and but it it's helpful that they've played they played a team that, that we played as well so so we can kind of gauge it from that. But no, they have really good size and if they're able to just run it right at us and we can't stop it better than we did LeBlond, it'll be it'll be a tough night for us. Well, Coach, it's always a pleasure to have you on on the podcast here. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your time to join me. And uh, good luck to you and the boys at Concordia this Friday night. Appreciate it, Clifton. Huge thank you to Head Coach Brandon Boswell for joining us here on the Week 8 High School Football Pregame Show. A couple matchups that we're going to run down here. we got one Friday matchup left is... Donovan West at 0-6. They are looking for their first win this season. They are hosting Blue Rally Randolph tonight, who is 2-4. We do have a Saturday game that we kind of want to keep you informed on. As Bishop Blonde, they are at home on Saturday at 1 p.m. there at Eagle Stadium. They are home to 2-4 Greenfield. That will do it for tonight's Week 8 High School Football pregame show. Hope to see everybody out at the Savannah Maryville game. Savage and Spoof Hound fans, hope to see you guys out there tonight. Again, we will have postgame interviews on tonight's edition of the Week 8 High School Football postgame show, as well as photos this weekend. Hope you guys enjoy the games that you're at. We will run down all the scores on the postgame show as well. Until tomorrow night's show, until tonight's show, Have a great day, have a great night at the game, and we will see you back tonight for the Week 8 High School Football Postgame Show.